Power Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Live at 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and on Soweto Live. Interactive, as always, uh, taking your WhatsApp voice notes. It's going to be a flash hour, trust me, because the issues that we're going to be discussing today here, you've been asking for this man to come into studio for a long time to account for his association that he represents, which is the South African Football Association. 0607080484. 0607080484. That's the WhatsApp voice note number to use for any questions or comments. We'll tell you about what happened on this day in history. In fact, it's related to an individual who was supposed to be in South Africa, courtesy of Safa, back in March. We haven't seen him. So that's the only clue I can give you about him. And I'm sure not even the CEO knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll leave that as a big, big puzzle. But you know what? Every now and again, it's quite key as well to check in with the governing body of football in our country. And we got to. I mean, there's just so much on their plate it's only fair that you the diehard football fans uh, get to ask the questions pose the comments and also be brought up to speed with all that's happening as well as we got a couple of questions hopefully uh, to be answered tonight so so much happening within SAFA the South African Football Association the mother body of football in this country on and off the offices let's get straight into it here the SAFA CEO advocate Debo Khomotlande is with us sir good evening welcome to the show uh, good evening, Rob, uh, and the listeners uh, of uh, 94.7 and uh, all other platforms. Thank you so much indeed. 947 with us, as you says, across KZN. We then Pumalang and internationally on Sowetan Live. It's good to have you because you've been very busy. You've been a very busy man. Um, I can account for the fact that <laughs> while you've been away, so many questions have been asked to us that we have no answers to. But to ask a very gentle question to get us into the mix, what's your feeling about the state of the game right now under the auspices of SAFA? Uh, look, uh, Rob, I think that uh, the question is a very fair one. And uh, one will say the status of football is uh, not where one would expect it to be. Mm. There are challenges uh, in the sport itself. And of course, there is a bit of progress which has been made uh, over the years. Uh, this should be my second year on this seat. Yeah, so it, 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 I've seen a lot of progress, mm. but a lot can still be done. I love it when you say it's not where you would want it to be or where we would want it to be as the football fans. Where do you think you are falling short? Uh, Rob, I think first uh, schools football. We, since we took over school football, I'm the mm. first one to admit that we, we did not do much of the work. And uh, that, of course, calls for this strategic workshop, which is taking place this week. And this endeavor need to say, what do we do? Yeah. Our regions, you still have uh, uh, problems within our regions. Others are functional. Others, of course, you still have uh, complaints that, look, uh, this region is not working. And, uh, of course, we, we, we have spoken uh, well about women's football. And one of my ambitions is that after my term, we should uh, see women football professionalized. Yeah. And I think it's doable. It just needs us to put more effort. We have seen Bafana qualifying for African Cup of Nations. 
but one should say it was also so close. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was uh, nerves all the way up mm. until we came back with that victory from Liberia. It was not an easy one, which tells you there is still much to be done. Uh, Banyana qualifying for the World Cup. We are now supporting and ensuring that uh, they come back having passed the, uh, the, the group stages. Under-17s are leaving on Saturday mm -hmm. for the African Cup of Nations. So it's not uh, old loom. Uh, that's why I said it's not where we all want it to be. Mm -hmm. But there is a progress being made. All right, let's talk about the women first because I just see this year as being a women's year. So much is happening around women's sport across different sporting codes, World Cups and cricket, uh, you know, World Cup, as you said, in football. So it's a key place to start. And you talk about the professionalization of the women's game where we don't find ourselves professionalized and yet it's the women who are qualifying for the World Cup and yet the men's game, which is professionalized, we can't qualify for, for World Cups, which is a bit of an irony. What is delaying the professionalization of the game as far as women are concerned? The, the commercial begging, Rob. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first we need uh, to sort the broadcasting issue because the issue of uh, national uh, public broadcaster is not working. So we need to sell uh, uh, the, the Women's Football League as an item mm -hmm. uh, because you look at uh, the countries throughout, they get their money through broadcasting. So we need to now start marketing uh, this league of women and ensure that it, it turns professional. The mm. commercial baking is key to that. We need to go and knock at the doors. Hollywood bed has came on board, but is it enough? No, it's not. Because when you talk professionalization, you, you, you talk about uh, players being paid like uh, the male counterparts do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that uh, the first way is to knock at the doors. But we must also thank the government because uh, when it comes to women football, the government has uh, been giving a once-off grant which assists in the running of the league. But uh, it's not enough. We mm. need to go out there. How much is this grant? Well, uh, it differs. Uh, mm. Sometimes it's a 7 million rand. Sometimes it's a 5 million rand. So, yeah. Per, per annum. Per, per annum. And not yeah. only for the league. They just say it's for women football. So, you, you, you need to also have other activities of women football. But I think the focus which we need to put is just uh, solely on the league mm -hmm. because uh, we need uh, to turn it professional. We can't be crying forever. And of course, uh, we, after the call of a parity payment, we then resolved as South African Football Association to say we don't need to be like other countries taken to court. We are now paying women and men uh, same amounts, uh, allowances and uh, bonuses. This is for representing the country? Yes. So how much is that? Uh, uh, Rob, uh, for, for, for a win, uh, it depends because mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, whether it's a friendly or a qualifier, but uh, it varies. But what I can confirm is that mm -hmm. they do get equal to what mm. men that cry of saying bafana gets uh, more than banyana we have killed it okay let's talk about it as a qualifier. it's a qualifier banyana players get x and bafana bafana players get x what is that x uh as a, as a, at the qualifier uh, bafana banyana they get sixty thousand for a win mm -hmm. and uh, of course uh, there were still discussions around draws and this but uh qualifiers as i said they have been treated differently to friendlies mm. 
But a 68,000 rand for a qualifier for a win is a standard across both male and female. Yes, Rob. Okay. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's fair enough. But do you think it is equitable when you look at it as a 2023 amount? Because I remember back in those days, players were getting 50,000 rand for a qualifier win. And that was many years ago. Do you think that we are serving them right financially? I know the whole story about you representing your country should come first, which I understand. Uh, but they also, as you rightfully said earlier, they're not professionals. So they need to cover their costs. They need to look after families, etc., etc. Do you think you could do better than 60000 for a qualifier win? Of course, Rob. That's what uh, we are moving for to say uh, commercial partners come on board. Uh, there are interesting news coming the way because we are in, we, we are engaged with a sponsor for Bafana. They are win uh, there, and uh, their qualification for 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 the African Cup of Nations has done wonders. So we should oh. announce uh, a sponsor soon. But uh, how soon? It's never enough, uh, Rob. We need to still yeah. go and knock at the doors. Uh, give me two, three weeks. I should be announcing uh, two sponsors. One for the regional leagues, which has not, uh, which did not have a sponsor for a long time. Right. And one for Bafana. We we are just towards uh, conclusion of uh, those discussion. In fact, the one for 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 regional leagues is done. It's just uh, we just waiting for the announcement, uh, which will do soon. Is that, is that what it was the Castle League and, and yes, so on? Yes, okay. the one which was the Castle League, which was known as the Castle League. So the, the the new sponsor that's coming in without trying to preempt anything is it also going to be alcohol drinks related? No, it's not going to be alcohol drinks. It's something you uh, completely. Yes. Rob. All right, like telephone company or well, telecoms. You have to wait uh, to see, but okay. uh, it's not an alcohol company. All right, so Bafana, Bafana, which. I can't say is the bigger one because we try and treat all national teams the same. But, you know, we all look at Bafana Bafana. Look, we look at the Springboks, we look at the Proteas. Everyone looks at the top tier of the national team. Would it be a long-term sponsor or are they just capitalizing on the fact that they've qualified for Africa Cup of Nations? Uh, Rob, the principle which one has took when it goes to negotiations is that we can't treat sponsorships like donations. Sponsor must be a sponsor and it must be a mm. long-term after Bajana qualified for the World Cup, there are companies which came, others were saying a year, others were saying, we, we turned them down because if you go to sponsors begging, it tends to become a donation. Right. So we are strict in that it must be a long term. So the Bafana one will be a long term. Long term would be three years plus or three years below? Uh, three years plus. Three years plus. Okay. I mean, that's a long term commitment. One, one thing you said, which... I have to backtrack, and which was a, a big statement from your side. You said the thing with SABC is not working when it came to Hollywood Bets Super League as far as the women's game is concerned. Why is it not working? Because I would assume that this is great content for a public broadcaster in gaps where, you know, there'll be a lot of repetition, you know, showing us things that have happened in the past or things that are can. But live football of any kind is supposed to be a winner on uh TV. Rob, I will not uh, want you to look like I'm bashing the partner in public. But, no, 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 but you're also being honest but, as well. Uh, uh, realistically speaking, in terms of revenue, yeah, I believe that uh, the league has uh, potential to grow. For instance, when you signed with uh, the SABC, there was a promise of a magazine show, which you need to profile players. Yeah, Are the players being profiled? Most people don't know Banyana players. Mm. Uh, that magazine show has never been forthcoming. Isn't uh, that a breach of contract? Well, of course, uh, Rob, they kept on saying we are working on it. But uh, one is happy that that contract is coming to an end. 
And uh, when we negotiate, we'll negotiate better. Yeah. Knowing that we have an obligation to professionalize women football. Because sitting and talking about it being professional, it will not assist up until we actually have uh, women making a living out of football. Because, you know, my estimation, I could be wrong here. Um, only one game on SABC per weekend. Um, and one that is on SABC Sport, which is Hollywood Bears Super League. But it's also not consistent. So I think that is where the fans and the consumer of the product feel that they're being shortchanged as far as watching these games are concerned. Uh, they only see them when they gather together as Banyana, but still, like you said, they don't know the names, they don't know who they are, they don't even know who they represent. But then, of course, before you answer that, we're going to come back from the break. We'll pick up on that. I see a number of uh, WhatsApp voice notes are coming through. I do urge you to do it nice and early because, trust me, this hour is going to fly by given uh, all of the deliberations that we do have on the show, all the questions that are pending. And hopefully the answers to them. He is here to advocate and also to represent uh, the association that he is the CEO of Advocate. McClanty is here. After the break. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Good in Ivory. I would like to ask the CEO, why is it our youth structures under 23, under 17 and under 20s, we only hear about them when there is a competition. If you check comparing to Banyana, 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 they always play. That is where they gel and then they do well in the senior team. The under 20s, under 17, why can't we in the national team, always when there's a FIFA break, the national team go out and play against a top, top quality side like Egypt, Algeria, Senegal in the continent. Competition like Europe, when we, we see Europeans always in the FIFA break, they are there, they're competing. But as yes, we only hear about when they're going to the Olympics and that is why we fail. That is why we fail. Is it the reason why we fell? Advocate Deboko Matlanda, the SAFA CEO, is here to answer those and other related questions. We're going to take that one quickly. Uh, I, I, I agree with Opa. Yeah. We, we have done uh, disservice to our junior national teams in that, uh, one, we are controlled by the calendar, but calendar sometimes they do not play. Mm-hmm. But uh, the technical director, uh, Mr. Walter Stienbock, will be presenting a developmental plan in this uh, weekend where it will include employing personnel uh, because we are now moving to say the focus, let's focus be on technical area. Uh, there is no way an association uh, like SAFA will uh, move with uh, uh, coaches which are coming on assignment base when it comes to junior national teams. Uh, we, 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 we have agreed and Walter will be presenting to the membership of SAFA over this weekend to say we need to shift we have advertised already for the women's uh, nation, women's team manager because women's uh, general manager because we did not have uh, one uh, person responsible for all the women national teams. We we are doing that, and uh, after this there will be a clear shift where focus moves to technical. Uh, 
whether we will be appointing one or two, but we need to have, even if it means we go back to what we used to do in the past, where you have a head of youth so that he can look at the under-17, under-18. I need to compliment him because uh, he got the scouting moving and we are looking forward to start identifying the players but not only identifying them, getting them active. We have signed a lot of cooperation agreement with many countries. So we just need to start ensuring that those cooperation agreement comes into effect and and players start playing. We have seen just with uh, UEFA, the under-16s, uh, it was for the first time you have an under-16. It went to Poland. But how did we get them? We got them after we got an invitation. Is it an ideal situation? No. So one expects that that developmental plan will be an answer to all our challenges in the junior national teams. Mm. For, for just uh, as one has been moving with the world, we met with us and Venga and he says, look, South Africa, you have capacity, but uh, the fact that we'll say a 25-year-old is still a youngster is a problem. Yeah. And he says, stop doing under 17, go to under 11. And it's a challenge he has put to us to say kids need to start playing at the young age so i think uh, this uh, uh, indaba will uh, then come with uh, a, a document which speaks to that and not just a document we mm. need to get implementation are you expecting the psl to be part of that uh rob uh, they were invited mm-hmm. uh, as i came here i was told that uh, there was a statement which was issued by the league they don't want to come that uh, they are not coming yeah uh, so i uh, unfortunately that one is a bit above my pay grade uh, but, but what, what 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 does the statement say to you as the ceo because you know we, we we got wind of the statement literally a few uh, seconds ago as well because they, they they had their meeting today and they were discussing the upcoming celebration of freedom day uh, so they said that the executive committee discussed the agenda circulated by SAFA for a workshop in Daba of the association's regional members uh, set for the 21st and 22nd of April 2023, which is to be followed by an ordinary SAFA Congress on Sunday the 23rd. It says the executive committee unanimously resolved that the PSL would not attend the workshop in Daba or the ordinary SAFA Congress. The executive committee delegation will seek an urgent audience with the Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, the President of CAF and the stakeholders that support professional football and then call an extraordinary meeting of the PSL Board of Governors to report on the matter. It, it literally just says in simple Zulu Asinbon, mm-hmm. we're going to do things this way. You guys can go ahead with your Indaba but we're not going to be a part of it. How do you respond to that? Look, uh, Rob, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing for me to respond yeah. because, one, I will say, operationally, we do work well with the league. I do have open line with the CEO of the league. So it is at that level because the league, remember that uh, they are members of SAFA. They yes. normally attend congresses as members. So I think this is the issue for, for, for the policymakers. When uh, we meet, uh, SAFA needs to pronounce itself on this statement. And uh, I think uh, that it happens when we get to a meeting where all members will be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think after this uh, two, three days uh, processes, SAFA needs to then pronounce itself on it through the policymakers. But what do you think they would need an urgent audience with the Minister of Sport, an urgent audience with the CAF president? 
but decide not to sit with the mother body that for me seems very strange very very strange uh, Rob. Uh, I, I i that's why i said i was just told literally when i was walking here yeah. i did not even see the statement but uh, as you read it it sounds strange because if there are issues uh, normally the league will raise the issues as members and the issues will be debated that's why i say uh, maybe safa needs to pronounce itself uh, after this uh, endeavor Who's running football at times? Is it the PSL or is it Safa? Uh, it's Safa. But does it always seem that way? Because sometimes it looks like the commercial wing wants to dictate what the mother body should be doing. Where is it supposed to be the other way around? Uh, Rob, that's why I say uh, this endeavor needs to deal with that. The question of mm. relationship, because everywhere you go, you are told about this fractured relationship. And like I say, with me operationally, I've not met uh, many problems. We do talk, we do discuss issues. Uh, maybe at policy level, where you have your joint license committee meeting and all these other committees, that's where uh, this needs to be looked at and uh, decisions be made. Remember, with us, we are implementers, Rob. Yeah. But if you're implementing without a commercial wing, which is important for football really to work and to thrive in this country, doesn't it set you back somewhat? Yeah, it, it says to you, you need to reposition yourself in a way that you will appeal to the commercial market. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a no-brainer that uh, commercial partners will go to the league because they are every week on TV. National teams uh, are not, uh, when they come, you go to Liberia, mm -hmm. you play Liberia, and uh, your national broadcaster has gone out to people to say, this is a sport of national interest, and you are not on SABC 1, 2, or 3. That in itself makes you to lose commercial ground, because uh, people want to be seen. So once you are referred to an OTT, which people don't know about, then mm -hmm. you have a problem. So there are just uh, these issues, uh, which one thing, I, I think one of my difficult tasks is to get into this broadcasting uh, negotiations, because uh, I think that's where the potential of the association is locked. When did you see a magazine program talking about the good work done by the regions? You'll never sure. see that. So I think we, we need to start as uh, open these opportunities through our broadcasting. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you talk about that. There's a lot of urgency. I'm going to get back to some of what the statement says because also for me it boggles the mind uh, what has been said. But I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, when you talk about the regions... It, it throws me back to a couple of uh, questions that are being thrown here on the voice notes. Between you and the ESCOM CEO, I don't know who's got the most difficult job, but I need to ask, are we ever going to have a season where ABC Municipal Leagues are concluded without DC cases? Because at the moment, it's a bit unclear who's going to the playoffs in Free State, in Pumalanga and Limpopo because of pending cases. Do you think the funding model of that league is also a contributing factor that clubs will do anything to get out of that league? And what is it that Safa is doing about this? Because because you hear that the bulk of the funds that have been collected for this financial year end will go towards revamping Fan Valley. Why can't we apportion those funds uh, to critical projects like ABC Mutsepe? Because to show that we are in football for development, not in football for procurement uh, projects as it appears to be. Thank you so much. It's Tebokoye. Well, Teboko, thank you so much indeed. Another Teboko is here in studio to take that through. And congratulations, Teboko, on your graduation. Uh, I do believe that you're either on your way there or from there. Long may education continue, sir. You contribute a hell of a lot to this show. Mr. CEO. Uh, Rob, uh, I think uh, this is uh, also 
one thing you know when i was in the legal department i had dealt uh, with this we had moved from a season where champions were decided in the boardroom it has reared its head again and of course uh, one cannot shift the blame it all stop the bug stops with me mm -hmm. uh, it tells me that we need to go down and start working because uh, most of the issues are just uh, getting chairpersons which are not uh, well trained to exercise their duties so one needs to start capacitating the provinces because these leaks now are run by the provinces. And I agree with uh, Deboho here because uh, you, you, you don't want a situation where in the Eastern Cape, the leak has concluded. They, know, mm. they now know the winner. In other provinces, uh, you still have these pending DC cases, which others, of course, are frivolous. It's just number two, not happy that number one is going through. And you, 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 you listen to things which can just be dismissed. Yeah. And of course, uh, we continue to engage commercial partners because we think third division uh, needs to get more funding. We we are unfortunately not having the lacks of uh, investing there because, you know, the money is talking about, about uh, Fund Valley. It's a FIFA forward money which comes with conditions mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. FIFA, which is looking at infrastructure. But of course, we have engaged uh, the Mutzip Foundation to mm -hmm. say, look, uh, can't we up uh, the price? And uh, they are willing to talk. Mm -hmm. We just need to go sit down and talk with them and say this is uh, the cry. And also look at getting secondary sponsors. I think you need them. I was about to say, at times, the over-reliance on no. Mutsipa Foundation is, is too much all around. What if Mutsipa Foundation decides one day that they've had enough? They want to put their money in netball or table tennis. Then what happens to football? And it happened before. Remember yeah. that there, some, uh, there are seasons where this league was just called Safa Third uh, Division. Division, yeah. yeah. We, 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 don't, we don't need to find ourselves in those kind of conditions. So that's mm. why uh, one of my basic duties is to go out, uh, like Debo said, it's a difficult job. Because when you knock and speak about ABC Mutsipe, they said, no, but Wafana is not performing. Yeah, it's not performing. It's too controversial. It's too, yeah, so I think what we need uh, to do is uh, just to go out there, knock at the doors, mm -hmm. but also find the self-sustainable. Uh, I, I, I believe that if you commercialize the membership of football, it can be self-sustainable. Because what worries me about the, the, the PSL statement is that when they talk about formulating a Board of Governors meeting, I mean, they haven't had one, if my memory serves me well, uh, since the October 2020. I know that they had a briefing uh, in November of 2021, uh, but it wasn't anything that was formal and structured. But if they're going to be calling for an urgent one now against what you're going to have as an indaba, uh, then it says a lot. You know, for me, it says a lot. But that is just a comment in passing. You can view us live on YouTube if you want to be part and parcel of the conversation and also part and parcel of the questions that are structured through. Uh, do send us through that. Also got a, a question that filtered through here on social media. And it, it, sounds, it sounds important. I say it sounds important because when I think about it, it says that, you know, like if women's football turns professional, won't that be under the Premier Soccer League since the PSL is the entity running professional football? No, Rob, not. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be like that. Okay. Uh, remember that uh, the, the National Soccer League, not even PSL, the National Soccer League yes. is an, uh, a special member of SAFA. It has a special license to run professional male football. Uh, this league is a, it's a brainchild of SAFA mm -hmm. and its growth is in the hands of SAFA. And SAFA has invested a lot in it and it will want to see it grow. You can't uh, give birth to a child when the child is grown, you hand him over somewhere.
But what, what if they take advantage of the fact that you've also given them a long rope to almost hang themselves? Because you, you've, you've said that up until 2030, they would then have every team in the PSL has to have a women's team. So right now, we've only got three. It's Royal AM, it's TS Galaxy, it's Mamelodi Sundowns, unless there's more now. But you're giving them up until 2030. So what, what if they decide that, listen, as, a, as an entity, as something that CAF has said you need to have because it's a, it's a CAF licensing uh, you know, scenario that they fall under, then they can form their own. I won't call it a breakaway, but mm. if they decide, okay, we can do this on our own, then what happens? But, but Rob, that will need will still need the blessings of SAFA mm -hmm. because uh, you, you cannot just wake up as a member and do as you wishes. Uh, they, they will need the blessings of SAFA. And uh, if it happens while we're still with SAFA, will they then stand and protect that position that the league uh, is the brainchild of SAFA and it needs to stay there. And there are many reasons. When this league started, uh, the people from your KwaZulu Natal, Mary Jane's, uh, they, they strived to be where they are today. And uh, to come and dilute their investment, it will not only be unfair to suffer, but also to these uh, men and women who have invested in this game for so long. All right, so there's a great deal to chat about as we take our final uh, leap after the break uh, with the CEO of the South African Football Association. How close are we to VAR? We saw VAR last night, you know, there was a red card in that Bayern Munich game. And referee said, no, 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 you know what? There's no red card. Are we about to red card ourselves? Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Hi, Robert. A.B. Muloy from Naturena. Please ask the CEO... Because they normally, you know, complain about, you know, the the challenges they are having regarding their finances. Why are they not utilizing their facilities which they bought in south of Johannesburg uh, to to save the cost, like uh, you know, housing the the national teams there whenever they have the games and have their training facilities there so that they can you know save a lot from you know using the other you know facilities where they pay and using the hotels to house the national teams thank you very much Hi, Rob. This is Anu from Rodipod. Rob, I would just like to say uh, a big up to the uh, CEO and Safa for really, really looking after Banyana Banyana, really, Rob. Because if you look at five years ago where Banyana was and where we are today with Banyana, it's chalk and cheese, Rob. And you can see that Safa has tried to bring like uh, good, good teams to play against uh, Banyana. I mean, we had Brazil uh, and then we had Australia in UK and we had Serbia now. So I think they are trying hard and we should really, really embrace this and we should really be grateful that Safa, they are really giving Banyana Banyana, Banyana, uh, you know, good preparations. And secondly, Rob, this was amazing, amazing news that never made the media, that Safa started a female's GDL for under-15s. These are the news that we never saw on newspapers or in the media. This is amazing, amazing work by Safa, and this is going to bode well for the development of women football in this country, Rob. And last but not least, I have a question for him. We have engine a tournament that has been held for many, many years in this country, and we believe now there's a standoff between Engine and, 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 and Safa. And the question is, will the tournament be held this year, Rob? Thank you very much. Andrew from Rodipot. 
Mr. Marao, good evening. Uh, good evening to the shareholders and to Advocate Motlante in studio. My question to the Advocate as the CEO of SAFA, what is their plan with regards to our national youth teams? Uh, are we going to see a situation where if there is a major tournament that has to be played by our junior teams, then the team is assembled uh, within a few weeks to participate in the tournament? Uh, thank you. Colin Matrola. Marawa Sports Worldwide. This is 947. Music. Life. Hashtag MSW. Right, plenty of questions. Can we get the answers? It is 947. It is Marawa Sports Worldwide. Live on Fuma FM, Rise FM, and on Sowetan Live. Sure. Rob, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, CEO. Let I don't me, even know where to start. You take it. Let me start with uh, the question about uh, the facility we own. Yeah, Fun Valley. Uh, the resort part is still open. It's uh, generating income. Mm-hmm. Our junior national team stays there. We are working on uh, uh, facilities like uh, I said to you, the FIFA Forward program will be invested there. We currently have one artificial turf and two natural grass, but we need great stands. We, we, we need to upgrade the rooms to be to the level where players will be comfortable when they are there. So that's work in process. It should be done soon. Uh, given uh, the increase uh, mm-hmm. on uh, what FIFA Forward is now. Uh, that in terms of the, they boosted the income? They, they've increased the income. So how much did you get in? Don't worry, these things are the open. You know that you have to declare it anyway, so you might as well declare it here on the show. Uh, look, uh, what uh, they give is uh, 2 million US dollars, mm-hmm. but it's based on project. You go and uh, say, this is what I've done, and uh, FIFA gives that. We have uh, now TDS, which is looking at development, uh, answering the last one to say uh, the TD will uh, present a paper, which I think uh, the members will agree to, that uh, we need uh, permanent uh, competitions. We are reviving under-17s because we used to have interprovincial under-17s, under-19 for both women and men. They just vanished because of funding. So part of the funding from FIFA will go to reviving those. And uh, yes, of course, uh, we are giving attention to the youth football, as I said. Yeah. All right. So that and was A.B. Malloy's one. And then Andrew Rudderport, I think he praised you, which is great. So we, we, we've got to put the tough questions, <laughs> but at the same time, balance it with. So he, he was praising the kind of attention you've given to Banyana, giving them the games, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a straightforward one. Under 15, uh, the, D, the D, GDL, yeah. uh, four women. Uh, also another plus it says you won't see that in the newspapers Andrew, you brought it on to the radio which is great engine standoff i mean is there a standoff there because you've seen engine for the longest time being associated with yourselves is there a problem right now uh rob there have been uh, discussions with hmm. uh, with engine to say how do we work under one umbrella because uh, they choose uh, local football associations to work with and the challenges are major and unfortunately they also end up spilling into the association itself uh, i'm sitting with a case of about three years ago where a player passed on in the field of play and the parent says nothing was done to us but engine says we have done something but mm-hmm. now they're looking at the motherboard we're saying let 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 us just have a situation where we coordinate well with them 
Uh, of course, everyone will want uh, to see the baking, but that baking should not uh, be on, uh, on on the dictatorship of the sponsors. We need to work together with sponsors. So our national uh, competitions committee met with uh, met with uh, with Engine, and uh, the talks are ongoing. I am positive that uh, we will see it playing. Mm-hmm. I know they met uh, during the course of the week. I mean, is there a deadline? Is there a time timeline you've set for this? in terms of the so-called standoff coming to an end or um, an agreement coming through? I'm going to get the report tomorrow. Okay, but, tomorrow. Uh, we, 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 we will want uh, to see uh, people playing. We yeah. don't want to close doors on investors, but it must be done in the right way. All right, talk about closing doors on investment and investors. Mm-hmm. I think one of the longest standing investments that you've had, and we've seen some great players coming through from the Transnet School of Excellence. Um, my understanding is that there's a year left or close to a year or less now that we are in April. Has there been an agreement? Because they, they, they seem quite destined to head out the door. you saying no, but contractually you still have to carry on. So if you have an unhappy sponsor, for whatever reason they're unhappy, but that's what we have come to know, what is the situation? Because that means to suffer that in that one year you would be short of 20 million rand. Uh, Rob, indeed, uh, through one of uh, the decisions which Transnet has taken and we did not agree with them because mm-hmm. they just wanted to up and leave. Our question was not to say you can't exit, but we're saying exit in a right way. Uh, give us chance to get sponsors. And I can say to you, there are people who have shown interest mm-hmm. uh, to say we, will, uh, we, will, we, we, we must protect the legacy of that school. And one need to single out uh, the premier of Gauteng who came in and said, look, we as Gauteng will also play our part, but uh, there are also commercial wings which have shown interest, mm-hmm. and we are pursuing that. We think that a year will be enough for us to sustain that school. So you can you can safely say that Transnet, either way, will be out. Uh, Transnet has uh, put their intentions very clear that they are out. But after so many years, why do they want to leave? Well, uh, they are raising the question of uh, revenues from their side and uh, the board changing direction. Yeah. So, yes, uh, it's, a, it's a sad uh, thing to have a partner of uh, a long-standing living. But uh, one believes that uh, we also need to up our game. We need to ensure that we sustain that school. Yeah. But it's, it's always sad when you have an SOE sponsoring you. So it's almost like saying SAA is sponsoring you. So if you can't have SAA in the air, you can't have it on the ground either because then it makes no sense. No, and we are, we are direct victims of SAA also. Remember, yeah. they used to sponsor the national teams and when their problems came in, it of course affected us. But uh, we are saying like uh, in many countries, you sometimes wish you were in Morocco where the king invests heavily in football. But unfortunately, where we are, the mm. only call we can make is for the government to come on board and take sports serious. We've got a couple of kings in South Africa, though. <laughs> uh, well, they invest because they depend on the government. Well, the, ri- the, well the, the, richest are, <laughs> the richest are in Pugang. <laughs> uh, they, they're in the northwest, the platinum city. I mean, yeah. they, they're known as uh, having a lot. They might have mm. been sponsoring a football club back then and you know in platinum stars but it doesn't stop them from look we will we will engage them yeah uh, we will engage they've uh, got money mr mcclant i can tell you that safely that they have uh, money but they, they will say to you i can't invest in Gauteng. i rather invest here in northwest i must start an academy in northwest you know those but you're, you're a national association 
if they can see the bigger picture, then yeah. surely that will make sense than regional. I, I fully agree that yeah. uh, we, we need to get to different uh, sources and talk to them about uh, investing. But it, 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 it looks promising. Okay. Uh, so soon we will have a, a partner who will come to replace uh, the SOE. All right. Please let it not be another SOE. At the rate we're going, <laughs> it's not looking good. Music uh, says that 60,000 rand for the qualifiers. How many qualifiers are there in a year? There's three. Uh, that would mean that they earn an average 180,000 rand. Is the SAFA CEO honestly thinking that that is sufficient for those that are mothers, surrogate mothers, heads of single parent households, etc., etc.? And has SAFA spent all of the 2010 World Cup funds uh, that the custodian of football in South Africa received prior and post the tournament, i.e. 2009 Confed Cup and also the 2010 uh, FIFA World Cup? Maybe let's, let's deal with the second one. Those FIFA legacy funds, are they gone according to Muzi? Uh, they are gone. Uh, that's why it has uh, closed doors, uh, the legacy. Remember that uh, you had FIFA as a major shareholder. The investment were made in different courses. Uh, there were fields which were made. There were people who were taken to school, including uh, women national team players who are graduates today because uh, through that legacy funding and football uh, uh, administrators who benefited. And uh, there were many, many courses which were done because you remember the first window was open even to courses which uh, of are uh, of humanitarian nature. So the legacy has closed it, has uh, played its part. And uh, let's get to the second one. The second one, mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. what Muzi is asking, well, when he says it's, uh, it's uh, 60,000 uh, and you just want to limit it to the, to, to the qualifiers, it's unfair because there are friendlies which are being played. And despite that, there are players who are playing, uh, in fact, 24 or, or more, they are playing overseas, they are, they are, they are making money and uh, other clubs are paying their stipends. We are saying it's not enough. We, 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 we have moved from a point where there were no parity payment. We are now mm. pushing for parity payment and we will push that uh, we get more backers so that we can, you, you know, uh, the contribution of Sasol alone. Yeah. Uh, it has been a very great uh, contribution. But are they, they going to stay on, though? Sasol's been forever, which has been Sas- great, though. Sasol has been there, and uh, they, they still have uh, two more years to go. And we always uh, sit with them and mm. uh, talk this. Remember, they are not only sponsoring the national team. They are sponsoring the Sasol League throughout the nine provinces. Okay. So, I, I was going to challenge you on Vision 2030, but Vision 2030 needs an entire year. Uh, to grapple on i'm going to park that one side but var is something that we've spoken about to something that uh, your new head has come through post the qatar world cup in victor gomes so from an official within the office of safa how close are we to having var or is it a pipe dream uh it's not a pipe dream we 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 are very close but uh, being realistic it will not be beginning of uh, the next coming season uh, because we still need to train uh, officials for VAR. Currently, we only have two, if not three, trained uh, VAR officials. And uh, the chairperson of Reveries, I should uh, also thank the policymakers that finally they decided to put a former Reverie as uh, the chairperson of the committee. And uh, he has already hit the ground running. He will be giving me a full detailed report because uh, he has gone to CAF, he has uh, met with different people who have uh, different ideas. Mm. 
what he said to me he said no let us not even say we rush it by going var light we must go straight var if we want var and he's confident that uh, it will be done soon it's not just a dream which will die a season two seasons from now load shedding involved i'm sure i don't know if you have generators to back up if things go wrong uh, you know i don't know what the contingency plan is look i i think after getting his report i'll yeah. be uh, on the right path to say to you we will then say look uh, realistically after meeting with the chairperson after he had presented to all of us we think it's a season or two but uh, he is working hard on it is one of the thing he wants to realize okay it's a, it's a difficult question maybe you can answer it in a yes or no because of time, on Twitter says, can you please ask uh, Mr. McClante if the issue of having two leaders in the KZN region was ever sorted? Yes, it was sorted. So there's one... Uh, the president of Sapphire Tequini is Mr. Mazum Kiza. After we had put an administrator, we must thank the honorary president, Dr. Oliphant, who went there and stabilized that region. It was strange, though. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> very, very strange. So you can see, I mean... <laughs> There was a situation between Hugo Bruce and the PSL. Please, do come back. Uh, the issues around Safa are many. As I said, Vision 2030 will take up a big chunk of the time uh, because there's also a feeling that you've lowered your standards from what you had initially with Vision 2022. And uh, maybe you can back up the claims in another conversation. So hopefully... You can't promise us to be back soon. Look, uh, Rob, where you want, when you want me, uh, the yeah. traveling has stopped. Uh, I've, I've concluded my diploma in football law. Congratulations. So now yeah. I'm back here. I'm focused there. So we, we, we are ready to engage. Uh, like I said, and I said to you, we owe each other a discussion with the nation about Vision 2022. Yeah. Because you don't make a policy and make the one on top before you say, this is what we have achieved. This is what we have failed. That's what I wanted to talk about. But <laughs> let's start it in the next conversation. Advocate McClendon, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Rob. Truly appreciate it. Thanks to you. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW.